The following is a Relevant Radio program and is protected under U.S. copyright laws. This program is made possible through the contributions of listeners like you. Support Relevant Radio by clicking on the Donate icon at www.relevantradio.com. It's a good Monday. Good morning, I'm Paul Sadek. It's Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. Today is Monday, July 17, 2023, Monday of the 15th week in Ordinary Time. In the Missal, it's liturgical year A, cycle one. Monday is a day to pray the joyful mysteries of the rosary. And our saints today are the Carmelite nuns of Compiègne. When the French Revolution started in 1789, a group of 21 discalced Carmelite nuns lived in a monastery in Compiègne, France, founded in 1641. The monastery was ordered closed in 1790 by the revolutionary government, and the nuns were disbanded. Sixteen of the nuns were accused of living in a religious community in 1794. They were arrested on June 22nd and imprisoned in a visitation convent in Compiègne. There, they openly resumed their religious life. On July 12, 1794, the Carmelites were taken to Paris, Five days later, they were sentenced to death. They went to the guillotine, singing the Salve Regina. The martyrdom of the nuns was immortalized by composer François Poulenc in his famous opera, Dialogue des Carmelites, The Dialogues of the Carmelites. Carmelite nuns of Compiègne, pray for us. Let's offer this day to the Lord. Into thy hands, O God, we commend ourselves this day and all those who are dear to us. Let the gift of thy wonderful presence be with us even to the end of this day. Grant that we never lose sight of thee all the day long, but rather praise and beseech thee that our thanks may come to thee again at its close. Amen. And with Pope Francis, we pray that Catholics may place the celebration of the Eucharist at the heart of their lives, transforming human relationships in a very deep way and opening to the encounter with God and all their brothers and sisters. Ten Minutes with Jesus is a guided meditation on the Gospel of the Day prepared by a Catholic priest. Here's today's Ten Minutes with Jesus. My Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you are here, that you see me, that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence. I ask your pardon for my sins and the grace to make this time of prayer fruitful. My Immaculate Mother, Saint Joseph, my Father, Lord, my Guardian, Angel, intercede for me. So imagine you're an apostle of Christ. You've been chosen by the Lord. And so, as a result, you witness all these amazing miracles where people are healed from their debilitating diseases and injuries. And they're done, they're healed instantly. So you're an apostle, you even see terrible cases of possession where the devil had thrown people into agitation and upheaval. But under the authority of Jesus, he just drives the evil presence out, the devil is banished, and the possessed person returns to peace. It must have been quite exhilarating to see this. You, you would feel a sense of being protected by Jesus' presence. So Jesus really was the king of peace. And you, you think, wow, we are ministers of this man of peace. And we too can help bring others to peace, to this serenity, to this joy. Right? Because 
This is all about the power of God to bring peace. But then you get taken aback by these intense words in today's gospel. Do not think that I have come to bring peace upon the earth. I have come to bring not peace, but the sword. For I have come to set a man against his father, a daughter against her mother, and a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. And one's enemies will be those in his own household. Wow, you hear that? And clearly, well, the word of God sometimes really needs some explaining. Lord, what do you mean when you say you haven't come to bring peace? I thought you came to bring peace. I thought you were the Lord of peace. But we hear this and we all really deep down intuit what he really means when he says, I have not come to bring peace. Or when he says, whoever loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. Or whoever loves his son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. Those are intense words and we kind of intuit what it means. When he says, I have not come to bring peace but the sword, we know that the Lord does not want ultimately for us to bring this like false peace or a passive sense of keeping within our comfortable zone, you know, our comfort zone. He's not, he doesn't want to bring us to a state in which we're not really fighting or struggling against our defects or not fighting against the temptation of mediocrity, the sort of peace of mediocrity. Simply seek out a relaxed life in which we can go easy on ourselves. We shelter ourselves from the demanding task of becoming better or of taking the uphill battle to being the best version of ourselves. To be the best version of ourselves, of ourselves means we have to struggle. So we can't be passive about this battle. That's something like what our Lord means when he comes I have not come to bring peace. In fact, Pope Francis warns us against becoming couch potatoes. Isn't that a funny image, being a couch potato? We're like this old half-burned potato sitting there. We're like eating snacks, watching TV, controlling the remote, consuming plenty of beer, becoming an expert where we know all the buttons on the remote and what everything on that remote means. We're kind of like unable to move, paralyzed by our own laziness, this kind of sedentary existence that seems quite peaceful. I don't know who came up with that expression to be a couch potato, but it, as you know, it refers to the person who's a slacker, who's an idler without ideals, or the unambitious, the, the kind of shiftless guy who, who mainly puts on weight. You know? Sanctity really... The sanctity the Lord wants from us, and indeed what Pope Francis wants of us and encourages us, is more like struggling to go up a steep hill with heavy obstacles, with rough terrain. And at the top, the saints, well, they wait for us up there. They've already made the, the rough trek. Some of them are martyrs. Others are heroic fathers and mothers who stayed faithful to their marriage commitment. Others are priests who selflessly dedicated themselves to the poor, or still others just like they worked hard in the middle of the world. They gave a sincere testimony of their faith in a very hostile environment at work or even in their own family. So Jesus 
He dreams of our life as being like a battle of peace, like a battle in which we conquer like, like a ridge. Imagine soldiers conquering a ridge, a strategic position that will allow their platoon or their, their soldiers to get a better view of the territory to conquer. And so we climb up, we get shot at, and at times we have to help drag our, up our wounded comrades. And at the top of the ridge, there we see the saints who have already made it up. One saint is encouraging us to keep going as we're struggling to get up. He's telling us, okay, go left now, or avoid this dangerous rock, or watch out for that trap, there's a landmine there. Because he's already made the trek, he knows all the obstacles that are up there. He's perfectly aware of all the dangers that we have to face. And it is a war, and he will help us. The saints, that's, that's what they're there for. They encourage us, they intercede for us, and they will give us all the daring and courage that we need as we realize we're not alone. So what is our weapon in this battle? It's like a battle of peace. It's a war that the Lord promises. What is the weapon? Well, the Lord says, I have come to bring not peace, but the sword, the sword. That's our weapon. So what does that mean? Well, Jesus wants us to struggle against our own passions, against sin and all its effects, but he equips us with his word to be effective. The sword he equips us with is this struggle. And in the words of Scripture, like what St. Paul says to the Ephesians, the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. The Word of God. That's the sword. Or even if you read the letter to the Hebrews, it emphasizes that the Word of God is not just dead words that we memorize or something simply written in a book. The letter to the Hebrews says that the Word of God is lively and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the divisions of soul and spirit, of joints and marrow, and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. Now, no religious leader, no prophet demands as much as you, Lord Jesus. And he has like a hierarchy of love for us, and he wants us there at the pinnacle. Imagine, he says, whoever loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. Whoever loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And whoever does not take up his cross and follow after me is not worthy of me. So he's referring there to the greatest loves that we can imagine here on earth. I mean, who wouldn't protect their children? Or what parent wouldn't be willing to do anything for their children? Parents worry about their children. They, they get stressed because... You know, their children are struggling or having a problem. They, that's their greatest investment of love, their children. Or, or children who love their parents, especially when they're so vulnerable, when they're young. And then when they get older, the parents, and they're vulnerable, they, they take care of them. I mean, the Lord is referring to the greatest loves that we have in our life. So the Lord wants us to really struggle to have him at that pinnacle, to have him as the most important love of all. And so holding on to your word, Lord, meaning your written word, your revealed word, and your will for me, that's your will too, that's your word too, your will for me, that is what I must fight for, that is the most uh, important battle of my life. And that is why, you know, you see sometimes these photos I don't know if you remember, there's a famous photo 
It's a Pulitzer-winning photo from 1945 of these American Marines hoisting the flag on uh, Iwo Jima in, in Japan, right? They have won the battle, and they are heaving up that flag because they have conquered that area. I mean, monuments have been made based just on that photo. Like, there's a similar photo when the Soviets breached Berlin, and you see a photo of one Russian soldier heaving the, the Russian flag over the Reichstag around a destroyed city. That photo too became iconic. So we ask, Lord, give us the courage, the perseverance to raise up the flag of the cross in our life. And when we overcome our weaknesses and we overcome being a couch potato, uh, our fears of suffering to conquer for the sake of the king. I thank you, my God, for the good resolutions, affections, and inspirations that you have communicated to me in this meditation. I ask your help to put them into effect. My Immaculate Mother, St. Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. There's a lot more of 10 Minutes with Jesus at RolifeFradio.com and on the Rolifet Radio app. Today's liturgical day begins in just a few minutes. This is Daybreak on Rolifet Radio and the Rolifet Radio app. On Monday of the 15th week in Ordinary Time, this is Daybreak on Rolifet Radio and the Rolifet Radio app. I'm Paul Sadek, and we begin this day of prayer joining with the whole church as we're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in the Invitatory Psalm and the Office of Readings. Lord, open my lips, and and my my mouth will proclaim your praise. Let us approach the Lord with praise and thanksgiving. Let us approach the Lord with praise and thanksgiving. The Lord's is the earth and its fullness, the world and all its peoples. It is he who set it on the seas, on the waters he made it firm. Let us approach the Lord with praise and thanksgiving. Who shall climb the mountain of the Lord? Who shall stand in his holy place? The man with clean hands and pure heart, who desires not worthless things, who has not sworn so as to deceive his neighbor. Let us approach the Lord with praise and thanksgiving. He shall receive blessings from the Lord and reward from the God who saves him. Such are the men who seek him. Seek the face of the God of Jacob. Let us approach the Lord with praise and thanksgiving. O gates, lift high your heads, grow higher ancient doors. Let him enter, the King of glory. Let us approach the Lord with praise and thanksgiving. Who is the King of glory, the Lord, the mighty, the valiant, the Lord, the valiant in war? Let us approach the Lord with praise and thanksgiving. O gates, lift high your heads, grow higher ancient doors, let him enter, the King of glory. 
Let us approach the Lord with praise and thanksgiving. Who is he, the King of glory? He, the Lord of armies, he is the King of glory. Let us approach the Lord with praise and thanksgiving. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Let us approach the Lord with praise and thanksgiving. Our God will be made manifest. He will not come in silence. Our God will be made manifest. He will not come in silence. The God of gods, the Lord, has spoken and summoned the earth from the rising of the sun to its setting. Out of Zion's perfect beauty, he shines. Our God comes. He keeps silence no longer. Before him, fire devours. Around him, tempest rages. He calls on the heavens and the earth to witness his judgment of his people. Summon before me my people, who made covenant with me by sacrifice. The heavens proclaim his justice, for God himself is the judge. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is is now, and and will be forever. forever. Amen. Our God will be made manifest. He will not come in silence. Offer to God the sacrifice of praise. Offer to God the sacrifice of praise. Listen, my people, I will speak. Israel, I will testify against you, for I am God, your God. I accuse you, lay the charge before you. I find no fault with your sacrifices. Your offerings are always before me. I do not ask more bullocks from your farms, nor goats from among your herds. For I own all the beasts of the forest, beasts in their thousands on my hills. I know all the birds in the sky. All that moves in the field belongs to me. Were I hungry, I would not tell you. For I own the world and all it holds. Do you think I eat the flesh of bulls or drink the blood of goats? Pay your sacrifice of thanksgiving to God and render him your votive offerings. Call on me in the day of distress. I will free you and you shall honor me. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. As As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, and and will be forever. forever. Amen. Offer to God the sacrifice of praise. I want a loving heart more than sacrifice, knowledge of my ways more than holocausts. I want a loving heart more than sacrifice, 
Knowledge of my ways more than holocausts. But God says to the wicked, But how can you recite my commandments and take my covenant on your lips, you who despise my law and throw my words to the winds? You who see a thief and go with him, who throw in your lot with adulterers, who unbridle your mouth for evil and whose tongue is plotting crime. You who sit and malign your brother and slander your own mother's son, you do this, and should I keep silence? Do you think that I am like you? Mark this, you who never think of God, lest I seize you and you cannot escape. A sacrifice of thanksgiving honors me, and I will show God's salvation to the upright. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, and and will be forever. forever. Amen. Let us pray. Father, accept us as a sacrifice of praise, so that we may go through life unburdened by sin, walking in the way of salvation, and always giving thanks to you. I want a loving heart more than sacrifice, knowledge of my ways more than holocausts. Listen, my people, and I will speak. I am the Lord, your God. From the first book of Kings. Ahab came to meet Elijah, and when he saw Elijah, he said to him, Is it you, you disturber of Israel? It is not I who disturb Israel, he answered but you and your family by forsaking the commands of the Lord and following the Baals. Now summon all Israel to me on Mount Carmel, as well as the 450 prophets of Baal and the 400 prophets of Aserah who eat at Jezebel's table. So Ahab sent to all the Israelites and had the prophets assemble on Mount Carmel. Elijah appealed to all the people and said, How long will you straddle the issue? If the Lord is God, follow him. If Baal, follow him. The people, however, did not answer him. So Elijah said to the people, I am the only surviving prophet of the Lord, and there are 450 prophets of Baal. Give us two young bulls. Let them choose one, cut it into pieces, and place it on the wood, but start no fire. I shall prepare the other and place it on the wood, but shall start no fire. You shall call on your gods, and I will call on the Lord. The God who answers with fire is God. All the people answered, Agreed. Elijah then said to the prophets of Baal, Choose one young bull and prepare it first, for there are more of you. Call upon your gods, but do not start the fire. Taking a young bull that was turned over to them, they prepared it and called on Baal from morning till noon, saying, Answer us, Baal. But there was no sound and no one answering. And they hopped around the altar they had prepared. When it was noon, Elijah taunted them, Call louder, for he is a god and may be meditating, or may have retired, or may be on a journey. Perhaps he is asleep and must be awakened. They called out louder and slashed themselves with swords and spears, as was their custom, until blood gushed over them. Noon passed, and they remained in a prophetic state until the time for offering sacrifice. But there was not a sound. No one answered, and no one was listening. 
Then Elijah said to all the people, Come here to me. When they had done so, he repaired the altar of the Lord, which had been destroyed. He took twelve stones for the number of the tribes of the sons of Jacob, to whom the Lord had said, Your name shall be Israel. He built an altar in honor of the Lord with the stones, and made a trench around the altar large enough for two sayas of grain. When he had arranged the wood, he cut up the young bull and laid it on the wood. Fill four jars with water, he said, and pour it over the holocaust and over the wood. Do it again, he said, and they did it again. Do it a third time, he said, and they did it a third time. The water flowed around the altar, and the trench was filled with water. At the time for offering sacrifice, the prophet Elijah came forward and said, Lord, God of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, let it be known this day that you are God in Israel, and that I am your servant and have done all these things by your command. Answer me, Lord. Answer me, that this people may know that you, Lord, are God, and that you have brought them back to their senses. The Lord's fire came down and consumed the holocaust, wood, stones, and dust. It lapped up the water in the trench. Seeing this, all the people fell prostrate and said, The Lord is God. The Lord is God. Then Elijah said to them, Seize the prophets of Baal. Let none of them escape. They were seized, and Elijah had them brought down to the brook Kishon, and there he slit their throats. The Word of the Lord. Elijah approached the people and said, How long will you straddle the issue by advocating two different opinions? If, if the, the Lord, Lord is God, follow him. No one can serve two masters. You cannot serve God and money. If, if the, the Lord, Lord is God, follow him. A reading from the treatise On the Mysteries by St. Ambrose Bishop. What did you see in the baptistry? Water, certainly, but not water alone. You saw the Levites ministering there, the high priest asking questions and consecrating. First of all, the apostle taught you that we must fix our eyes not on the things that are seen, but on the things that are unseen. For the things that are seen are for a time, but the things that are unseen are eternal. In another place you may read that the invisible things of God from the creation of the world can be understood through the things that have been created, and His everlasting power and Godhead can be known through His works. The Lord Himself says, If you do not believe me, believe at least my works. Then believe that the presence of the Godhead is there. You believe in its activity, and refuse to believe in its presence? How could there be activity if there were no presence beforehand? Consider how ancient the mystery is, prefigured as it was in the creation of the world itself. In the very beginning, when God made heaven and earth, the Spirit, God tells us, moved over the waters. Was the Spirit not active as He moved over the waters? When the prophet tells you that by the word of the Lord the heavens were established, and by the Spirit of His mouth all their array, realize that the Spirit was active in the making of this world. The fact that he moved over the waters, and the fact that he was active, both rest on prophetic testimony, 
Moses tells us that the Spirit moved over the waters. David testifies that the Spirit was active. Listen to another testimony. All flesh had become corrupt because of its sins. God said, My Spirit will not remain in men, for they are flesh. God thus shows that spiritual grace is repelled by uncleanness of the flesh and by the stain of more serious sin. So God resolved to restore the gift He had given. He sent the flood and ordered Noah the righteous man into the ark. When the flood began to subside, Noah sent first a raven, then a dove, which, as we read, came back with an olive branch. You see water. You see wood. You look on a dove. And you hesitate to believe the mystery? The water is that in which the flesh is dipped, to wash away all its sin. In it, all wickedness is buried. The wood is that to which the Lord Jesus was fastened when he suffered for us. The dove is the one in whose likeness the Holy Spirit descended. As you have learned from the New Testament, the Spirit who breathes into you peace of soul, tranquility of mind. I will pour out water upon the thirsty land and streams upon the dry ground. I will pour out my Spirit upon your offspring, and they shall grow like willows by flowing streams. The water I give shall become a fountain within him, welling up to eternal life. I will pour out my Spirit upon your offspring, and they shall grow like willows by flowing streams. Let us pray. O God, who show the light of your truth to those who go astray, so that they may return to the right path, give all who for the faith they profess are accounted Christians the grace to reject whatever is contrary to the name of Christ, and to strive after all that does it honor. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. Undoubtedly, what Jesus said shocked some people. It's coming up in today's Gospel in just a few minutes on Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. It's July 17, 2023, Monday of the 15th week in Ordinary Time. I'm Paul Sadek, and this is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. In today's Gospel from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, we're reminded that God's logic is not our logic. It's from the 10th chapter of the Gospel of Matthew. Do not think that I have come to bring peace on earth. I have not come to bring peace, but a sword. For I have come to set a man against his father, and a daughter against her mother, and a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law, and a man's foes will be those of his own household. He who loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me, and he who loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me, and he who does not take his cross and follow me is not worthy of me. He who finds his life will lose it, and he who loses his life for my sake will find it. He who receives you receives me, and he who receives me receives him who sent me. He who receives a prophet because he is a prophet shall receive a prophet's reward. 
and he who receives a righteous man because he is a righteous man shall receive a righteous man's reward. And whoever gives to one of these little ones even a cup of cold water because he is a disciple, truly, I say to you, he shall not lose his reward. When Jesus had finished instructing his 12 disciples, he went on from there to teach and preach in their cities. This selection from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible courtesy of Falcon Picture Group, daily and Sunday Mass readings are on the relevant radio app. We're often reminded that God is our Father. And as our Father, like us as parents, He only wants what's best for His children. Today's reading from In Conversation with God by Father Francisco Fernandez Carvajal is from Volume 4, Ordinary Time. Good parents always want the best for their children. Since they are capable of making great sacrifices for their material welfare, why not too in the case of their supernatural well-being? They sacrifice themselves so that their children grow up healthy and do well at their studies, and have good friends and likewise so that they live as God wants them to, leading a life that is Christian and honorable. This is the mission that God has called parents to in matrimony, the education of their children. It is the express will of God for them and a consequence of the natural law. In the gospel, we find many petitions in favor of children. The woman who follows Jesus perseveringly until she obtains a cure for her daughter. The father who asks that the devil which torments his son be cast out. Jairus, the ruler of the Capernaum synagogue who anxiously awaits our Lord because his 12-year-old daughter is at the point of death. We admire the determination of the mother of James and John who approached our Lord to ask him for something that they themselves would not dare to request. Without thinking about herself, she approached Jesus and kneeling before him, she asked him for something. How many are the fathers and mothers who down through the ages have asked for their children special favors which they would never have dreamed of asking for themselves? Our Lord, Understanding this motherly demonstration of affection does not reject it, but instead turns to the two sons and promises them the greatest honor a person could receive, the invitation to share with him his own cup, his own destiny, his own mission. Parents ought to ask for the best for their children, and the best is for them to follow the vocation that God has foreseen for them. This is the great secret of being happy on earth and of attaining the boundless joy of heaven. However, considering each calling in itself the most elevated of all is the vocation to celibate chastity for the love of God. The church throughout her history has always defended the superiority of this charism to that of marriage by reason of the holy singular link which it has with the kingdom of God. How many are the vocations to a complete self-giving that God has given to children because of the generosity and prayer of their parents? In fact, our Lord ordinarily makes use of parents to create a suitable climate in which the seed of vocation may develop and flourish. Christian couples are, for each other, for their children and their families, cooperators of grace and witnesses of the faith. They are the first to pass on the faith to their children and to educate them in it. 
By word and example they form them to a Christian and apostolic life. They offer them wise guidance in the choice of vocation, and if they discover in them a sacred vocation, they encourage it with all care. More they cannot do, for it is not within their competence to discern whether or not their children have a vocation. Their task is to help them form their conscience as well and enable them to discover their own path without pressurizing them. A vocation in a family is a special sign of God's love and confidence for all its members. It is a privilege and a great treasure that ought to be protected, especially with prayer. God blesses the place where a faithful vocation is born. Giving up one's children to the service of God is not a sacrifice. It is an honor and a joy. In Conversation with God by Francis Fernandez is published by Scepter Publishers and you'll find it at your local Catholic bookstore. Let's keep on praying as we join the whole church led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in morning prayer. God, come to my assistance. Lord, make haste to help me. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. Blessed are they who dwell in your house, O Lord. Blessed are they who dwell in your house, O Lord. How lovely is your dwelling place, Lord God of hosts. My soul is longing and yearning, is yearning for the courts of the Lord. My heart and my soul ring out their joy to God, the living God. The sparrow herself finds a home, and the swallow a nest for her brood. She lays her young by your altars, Lord of hosts, my King and my God. They are happy 
who dwell in your house, forever singing your praise. They are happy, whose strength is in you, in whose hearts are the roads to Zion. As they go through the bitter valley, they make it a place of springs. The autumn rain covers it with blessings. They walk with ever-growing strength. They will see the God of gods in Zion. O Lord God of hosts, hear my prayer. Give ear, O God of Jacob. Turn your eyes, O God, our shield. Look on the face of your anointed. One day within your courts is better than a thousand elsewhere. The threshold of the house of God I prefer to the dwellings of the wicked. For the Lord God is a rampart, a shield. He will give us his favor and glory. The Lord will not refuse any good to those who walk without blame. Lord God of hosts, happy the man who trusts in you. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Let us pray. Bless your people, Lord. You have given us the law that we may walk from strength to strength and raise our minds to you from this valley of tears. May we receive the gifts you have gained for us. Blessed are they who dwell in your house, O Lord. Come, let us climb the mountain of the Lord. Come, Come, let us climb the mountain of the Lord. In days to come, the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established as the highest mountain and raised above the hills. All nations shall stream toward it. Many people shall come and say, Come, let us climb the Lord's mountain to the house of the God of Jacob, that he may instruct us in his ways, and we may walk in his paths. For from Zion shall go forth instruction, and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. He shall judge between the nations and impose terms on many peoples. They shall beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. One nation shall not rise the sword against another, nor shall they train for war again. O house of Jacob, come, let us walk in the light of the Lord. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, now, and and will be forever. forever. Amen. Come, Come, let let us climb the mountain of the Lord. Sing to the Lord, and bless his name. Sing to the Lord and bless his name. O sing a new song to the Lord. Sing to the Lord, all the earth. O sing to the Lord, bless his name. Proclaim his help day by day. Tell among the nations his glory and his wonders among all the peoples. The Lord is great and worthy of praise, to be feared above all gods. 
the gods of the heathens are not. It was the Lord who made the heavens. His are majesty and state and power and splendor in his holy place. Give the Lord, you families of people. Give the Lord glory and power. Give the Lord the glory of his name. Bring an offering and enter his courts. Worship the Lord in his temple. O earth, tremble before him. Proclaim to the nations, God is king. The world he made firm in its place. He will judge the peoples in fairness. Let the heavens rejoice and the earth be glad. Let the sea and all within it thunder praise. Let the land and all it bears rejoice. All the trees of the wood shout for joy at the presence of the Lord. For he comes, he comes to rule the earth. With justice he will rule the world. He will judge the peoples with his truth. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As, As it was, was in the beginning, beginning is now, now and, and will, will be forever. forever. Amen. Lord, you have renewed the face of the earth. Your church throughout the world sings you a new song, announcing your wonders to all. Through a virgin, you have brought forth a new birth in our world. Through your miracles, a new power. Through your suffering, a new patience. In your resurrection, a new hope. And in your ascension, new majesty. Sing to the Lord and bless his name. A reading from the book of James. Always speak and act as men destined for judgment under the law of freedom. Merciless is the judgment on the man who has not shown mercy. But mercy triumphs over judgment. The Word of the Lord. Thanks, Thanks be, be to God. God. Blessed be the Lord our God, blessed from age to age. Blessed, blessed be, be the Lord, Lord our God, God. Blessed, blessed from age to age. His marvelous works are beyond compare. Blessed from age to age. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. Blessed be the Lord our God, blessed from age to age. Blessed be the Lord our God. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel. He has come to his people and set them free. He has raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of his servant David. Through his holy prophets, he promised of old that he would save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us. He promised to show mercy to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant. This was the oath he swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship him without fear, holy and righteous in his sight, all the days of our life. You, my child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his way, to give his people knowledge of salvation 
by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Amen. Blessed be the Lord our God. Man was created to glorify God through his deeds. Let us earnestly pray. May we give glory to your name, Lord. May we give glory to your name, Lord. We bless you, Creator of all things. For you have given us the goods of the earth and brought us to this day. May May we give glory to your name, Lord. Look with favor on us as we begin our daily work. Let us be fellow workers with you. May May we we give give glory to your name, Lord. Make our work today benefit our brothers and sisters. That with them and for them we may build an earthly city pleasing to you. May May we give give glory to your name, Lord. Grant joy and peace to us. And to all we meet this day. May May we we give give glory glory to your name, Lord. Now let us offer together the prayer our Lord Jesus Christ taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Lord God, King of heaven and earth, direct our minds and bodies throughout this day and make us holy. Keep us faithful to your law in thought, word, and deed. Be our helper now and always. Free us from sin, and bring us to salvation in that kingdom where you live and reign with the Father and the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Amen. May the Lord bless us protect us from all evil, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Amen. John and Glenn are waiting in the wings with morning air. Patrick Madrid is along a little bit later on this morning. Patrick Conley a little later yet with the inner life. I'm Paul Sadek. I'll see you tomorrow morning, 4 a.m. Central, or on the Relevant Radio app. Go out, make it a great day, and live in the light of the Lord. Audio from the Liturgy of the Hours, courtesy of DivineOffice.org. Readings from In Conversation with God, courtesy of Scepter Publishers. Selections from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, courtesy of Falcon Picture Group. Ten Minutes with Jesus is used with permission. Daybreak is available on RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. Daybreak is a production of Relevant Radio. Relevant Radio.